Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Talk Smart with Pew and I'm McCart. That's Joe Pew and I'm Andrew McCart. Listen, this is episode 18, I believe, Joe. Um, we're both looking a little bit tired this morning because we were at shows last night. Um, yep. I was at Carroll versus Linares. Uh, great undercard, some good fights on the undercard, some great wins. And you were at Chamberlain Lawal. So, yeah, a lot to talk about. And obviously, we'll preview next week, Fury and Ganu. So, yeah, well, we start with uh, Liverpool and Catro and Linares. Yeah, mate, you was there. Um, obviously, bit of a shame that Shabazz had to pull out last minute, but we'll get to that. But Jack Catterall, good name on his record before Galen Ares. How did you see the fight play out, mate? You know what? I think a lot was made throughout the week that Jack needed to put on an explosive performance and and all this sort of stuff. And you know what? Linares was always dangerous and. Jamie Muir said that, that he still had that sort of them fast hands. And there was there was elements in that fight where Hoggy would use that rapid three, four punch combination. Uh, but ultimately, Jack was just, once he found his range, I think at rounds one and two, he was sort of reaching with his shots. Once he, once Jack found his range, he couldn't really miss with his one twos. And um, he had Hoggy and Lara's hurt in the fifth round, I believe. And it was a little bit of a delayed reaction. Because as Hoggy went back the way, Hoggy sort of put his arm in the ropes and then Jack stepped in. I think if Jack knew that he was hurt after that shot and stepped in, he might have got him out of there. But it's one of those, you know yourself, Joe, like if you put on an explosive performance, you're not going to get people wanting to fight you. If you put in sort of like a an, an okay performance and you get W, that's when fighters start going, ah, maybe, maybe, maybe. So it's a catch-22 in yeah. reference to the performance last night. But listen, a win's a win. Um, and all throughout fight week, and especially in that post-fight interview, there was only one name that was really mentioned. I mean, Haney Progray winner was mentioned for Jack, but I think the only name that was mentioned all fight weekend last night was uh, the rematch with Josh Taylor. So um, I think that's the fight that Eddie Hearn wants to make, whether that be at a catch wake, catch wake, catch, I need to stay awake, uh, catch wake. I think Josh can't make 140 again. Um, so we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what what plans. I think Josh wants to get out again in January. Um, 
at a different weight, at a higher weight, to, to try and get a W back under his belt as well. So, yeah, the, that one forty pound division is heating up nicely, and it's a tasty little division. Yeah, and like what you said about the explosive performances, you've only got to look at Riggis Progray's last performance. It weren't mm-hmm. his best performance, and look, he's managed to get the Devin Haney fight, which is probably the first or the second, depending on how highly you regard the Josh Taylor fight, the biggest fight of his career. Um, so hopefully we get that Josh Taylor fight or pro Gray Haney winner. But Jack Catterall is just one of these guys who just deserves the biggest fights possible right now. Yeah, well, that's it, obviously. Lenara's win is a good win, a good... I think Lenara's said last night that that, that was him. Not in the ring, but backstage he said that's him. He's yeah. done his number boxing, so... Uh, so Lenar is a three-weight world champion being Lomachenko, Haney all these guys and gave them good fights do you know what I mean so um, it's a good win on his record uh, and I think that Jack wants and he says that he's going to jump on a plane and be ringside for Haney Progre do you know what I mean so he's going to just keep he's going to keep pushing for these big fights whether that be the Josh Taylor rematch or the winner of Haney Progre but I think for Jack Carroll, that's the only two fights that he, he shouldn't really go for any, any other route. It should just go that way for Josh Taylor, or that way to Haney Progre. There's there's no other there's no other roads. Do, do you know what I mean? There's no point of him fighting another guy like a Linares or anyone like that. I think for Jack Carroll at this stage of his career, he wants that world title or he wants that uh, Josh Taylor rematch. And I I think you probably agree with that, Joe. Yeah, I think Chuck Tiafimo Lopez in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Another, another massive fight for a world title but um, yeah world titles or mega fights for Jack Carroll yeah I think I think the Teofimo Lopez fight I think it's just easier for Jack and Eddie to get the fights made with the Haney probably oh, yeah. signed you know what I mean yeah but um, just going on the undercard though I, I don't know if you've seen much of the undercard because you were in London last night uh, I tell you what some of them young guns on the undercard are looking phenomenal Jack Turner a little bantamweight uh, three wins, three first round knockouts, just a ferocious, ferocious little puncher. Uh, phenomenal. Then you've got uh, Khalil Majid, great winner over Tom Farrell, great body work, inside body punching was phenomenal. Uh, Paddy Lacey, first round stoppage, Will Crawler, first round stoppage. Um, and Eddie said to me throughout mm. the week that he wanted to see something from his young stars, his young prospects. He wants to see an explosive performance, give him something, show him something. And I think the young guns gave him, well, the vast majority of them gave him what uh, he asked for, which was a great performance, and, a, and a, some of them even got spectacular knockouts, so it was a, it was a fun undercard, um, it, was a, it was actually a fun a fun fight card, to be fair, um, but yeah, I think uh, looking ahead, I think Josh Taylor is the fight that Jack wants, because even speaking to him post-fight at the, in the changing room, it was, it's personal, and uh it's getting personal and it's always been personal. So I think uh, this is the match that grips the imagination of the UK boxing fans and even boxing fans around the world because these two seem to don't like each other. So, yeah, I think that's the the route that they want. I think that's a great fight for both fighters. Uh, and like I said, it's it's difficult for me because I'm good friends with Josh Taylor and I like Jack Carter. I'm friends with Jack Carter as well. When you've got two people that you like, it's like, ah, do you know what I mean? You've got to just sit back and just maybe not even cover yeah. the show and just... Don't get involved. <laughs> Don't get involved. But yeah, it's a, it's going to be a good fight. Hopefully, it happens, mate. Hopefully, obviously, the rematch, the first one being so controversial, and it's been brewing for what will be over two years by the time they mm-hmm. do fight, if they fight. So yeah, it certainly will be personal. But just 
just to finish off on that card, mate, I just want to speak about Akeem Fiaz and mm -hmm. Belotti. Um, I haven't watched it all yet, but just from where you was, what happened, mate? Well, Belotti dropped him twice with a body shot. He was got, he was he was working well to the body throughout the throughout the fight. I keep never looked really hot and up until the the two knockdowns, but the knockdowns were just Belotti smothering him and landing shots around the side, and he went down. I think it was only seconds before the final bell. Seconds before the final bell, Jamie had uh, thrown in the towel. Um, the referee, I think it was uh, Mark Lysom, I think it was, didn't see the towel. Because the round did went, he actually kicked the towel out of the ring and said, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But I think after a conversation with Jamie in the corner, Jamie just went like, ah, no, the fight is off. Uh, Akib was uh, so upset, man. He was emotional. All throughout the night, from the time of the stoppage all the way up until after Jack's fight, he just looked distraught. He had tears in his eyes. But if anyone you want to learn from is 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 his opponent Belotti. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, he he lost three fights on the bounce, and now he's got three good wins on the bounce. Do you know what I mean Eddie Hearn said it best? It's a game of snakes and ladders. You're going down yeah. the ladder, you're going down, you're going up the ladder, or you're going down the snake. It's just one of them ones. Right now, Belotti's going up the ladders. He's been going down the snakes the last two years ago. Um. So it's not the end for Akib. He knows what it feels like to lose, to lose now. He doesn't like it, obviously, clearly, because he was so emotional and so distraught. He's going to take that in. It's going to give him more fire in his belly to think, I'm never losing again. Do you know what I mean? It's going to make him fight harder. And I said that to him last night. Just take this as a lesson. You know what it feels like. It hurts. Just don't. You, it's going to give you that more fire to just go, I ain't doing that again. I'm never losing again. And it's going to bring your performances on and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was... Uh, it was emotional for, for young Akib because I do like Akib as well. And uh, when you do get to know these fighters personally, it's like you you, you feel it with them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But again, you've got another flip side. You've got to be happy for Reese Bellotti because he, he was down and out. He he lost a good fight against Ray Ford. Uh, was it Liam Walsh as well? Ryan Walsh he lost against, I think it was. Liam Walsh it was, wasn't it? Um, I think so, yeah. Uh, I'll just double check that. I don't want to... Uh, yeah, so... If anyone that Akib can learn from is his opponent last night, which was, was Reese Bellotti. It's a loss is a loss, but that can uh, you can come back from it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, good card. But you were a a, a funny old card last night with the Joe Laws and McKennessy and Lawal and Chamber <laughs> Chamberlain. Uh, yeah, just speak to me about. It. I've not seen much of the card to be honest. I've only seen highlights. So just talking about it, Joe. Yeah, it was it was a strange card because obviously it was meant to be. Joshua Bovatsi versus Dan Aziz. We got the news on Tuesday that that weren't going to hit ahead, unfortunately, because of Dan Aziz's injury to the back. The show that was meant to be happening at the O2 then got moved to the York Hall, and it went ahead as a four-fight card, and which you don't see many of these mm -hmm. days unless they're probably dinner shows. But started off from Carrie Sartenstall. Statement performance from her, I thought, uh, against Vanessa Bradford, who'd been in there with the best of the best, the likes of uh, the likes of uh, Michaela Meyer, I think, uh, Humming Choi, I think, or just a really seasoned opponent. And she dropped her twice and made a quit on the stool after the second round. And she's she's very vocal. She wants to be in that mix with the likes of a Raven Chapman, with the likes of a Sky Nicholson next year. So I think that was a great performance from Karis and a big statement of intent from her. Then you move on to Talk about Reese Bellotti and feel good stories. This was a feel good story with Joe Laws. I know your 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 pal Andy. Um, mm. Yeah, mate. I, he started off fast, 
I, th- I think I, I gave the first couple of rounds to Michael Hennessy Jr., but he just kept on coming and swinging for the hills. And you're thinking, this is an eight-round fight. You think he's going to gas in a minute. Only on 12 days' notice, he's going to gas in a minute. But something just spurred him on, and he did not stop all night. And he won a tight decision in the end, but he was emotional. It's a fantastic feel-good story. And then we had what could be a domestic fight of the year in Sam Gilly and Louis Green. Mm. It was non-stop action, non-stop warfare. Gilly put Louis Green down once with a body shot. And Gilly said after, he said, how we got up from that, he has no idea. He's a great body puncher, Sam Gilly. And now Sam Gilly's the new Commonwealth champion, a big emotional win for him. And then Isaac Chamberlain, the fight was meant to happen earlier on in the year. McAuliwell, very intense in the build-up. It got a, got a little bit heated. But yeah, Isaac Chamberlain kind of, as Isaac Chamberlain does, just boxes around him. It weren't the most exciting fight. It never really is with Chamberlain, but he got the job done. He spoke to Christopher Smith. He wants to work his way up. He said, look, I'm aiming for you. I want that rematch. Let's do that in a stadium. But another big win. He always wanted that British title, Isaac Chamberlain. I think that's his third attempt at it as well. Mm. So, yeah, a good night at your call. Not what it could have been at the O2 with Joshua Watsi versus Dan Aziz, but nevertheless, a British title fight, a Commonwealth title fight, a Joe Lewis fight, which is always exciting, mm-hmm. and Carrot starting still. Listen, it was fair play to them to get the show on after uh, the main event falling through fight week, and it's, it's always tough to to get venues and move venues and get the fighters there, and you know what I mean? So fair play to Ben Shalom and all them to get getting the fight on and getting a, a card on for the fighters and getting the guys out where... Like I said to you, I've not seen much of it. I've only seen the highlights of Joe Laws, and that was probably Joe Laws and Lee Eaton celebrating the ring. I saw that as well. So it meant a lot to Joe Laws, this fight. Yeah. I spoke to him when the fight was announced, and he said this is a make-or-break sort of scenario for him. Do you know what I mean? And he, he got the win, albeit against the Mick Hennessy Jr., who's probably... I think Joe Laws said that he sparred him in the GB squad and, and stuff like that and got the better of him. So there was always that sort of in the back of each fighter's mind that they've already, they know each other. Do you know what I mean? So I think Joe Laws won the mind games a little bit, maybe at the beginning, because boxing's about these small percentages. And I think that leading up to the fight, maybe Joe Joe Laws was nicking those small percentages. And uh, ultimately he got the win last night. And you talked about uh, Louis Green and Sam Gilly, Ellie Drew. uh, She was at the, the show last night and she obviously works with the zone now. And she was sort of like, worried about that and at the same time so it was a difficult one but listen Sam Gilly got the job done new Commonwealth in the super lightweight super welterweight division um, he's a good fighter Sam Gilly I really, really like him by the way I, I, I've not seen much of him but what I have seen is uh, he's good though I like the way he approaches the game do you know what I mean he's, he's does everything neat everything's perfect and well, not perfect, but everything's neat, if you know what I mean. He's just a very, very neat fighter with everything. Everything, this basics is, is all there and it's a uh, hmm. good performance from him uh, you talked about the uh, Karis as well, and uh, the, these women fighters are putting on shows now, and they're starting to sit down in their shots and hurt each other, which is, which is good to see. And then you go up to Isaac Chamberlain. He's already lost against Okoli. He's already lost against Bill Smith, uh, but he's kept that. He's kept his. Mm. He's kept digging his heels in, and, and he's kept on going and kept on chugging forward. And British champion. Every British fighter wants to win that British title. Do you know what I mean? And he's uh, put his name in the history books now, so fair play to him. Uh, again, that cruiserweight division is probably a very, very good division domestically, especially here in the UK, because you've got the react pause there as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not just the guys that you see 
in the Acoli's, Bill Smith, there's the React Pause, Chamberlains, you've got Jordan Thompson, let me just see him going for Vito O'Reilly, Luke Watkins. Do you know what I mean? It's just I don't know if Tommy Fury's a professional cruiserweight. He's been he's he's uh built up there. So um yeah, it's 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 a good division, the the, the cruiserweight division, and uh, big fights ahead for these guys. React React Paul, Acoli, Bill Smith, uh, Chamberlain, Michael Wild, even though he's lost, Jordan Thompson. It's uh yeah, so it's a fun division right now for these uh, UK cruiserweights. Um, should we do a little segue to next week? Yes, do it. Let's do it. Let's uh, go over halfway across the world to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, well, I spoke to Eddie Hearn last night and uh, I touched on the, the Conor Ben and all this and the, talking about the Ben Newbank fight being on December 23rd. And he just sort of like, he just went at the, the British Boxing Board of Control. He's, he... Because they're sanctioning this fight, this Fury in Ghana, yep. which I didn't, I didn't know of. And Eddie, in his own words, said he was shocked when he heard the news, and he sort of like was saying, "How how can the British Boxing Board Control sanction the WC Heavyweight Champion of the World, thirty plus fights, whatever it is, against somebody that's never laced a pair of gloves before?" But they won't sanction Ben Eubank, and Ben's been cleared, and he was going in at the board quite a lot. So, yeah. Other than that, man. Uh, Fury and Ganu, it's again, it's one of them sort of like I want to say it's your world, Joe, because you're into this sort of mixed stuff. <laughs> but crossover, crossover, crossover boxing, we'll call it. Yeah, um, you know what? I think it's too, is it going to be an easy fight for Fury? And just because it's entertaining, I'm tuning in. It's not, I'm not yeah. going to not tune in. I just like the fact that you've got somebody that's so unknown in Ngannou in the boxing world and Tyson Fury, who's the legend that he is in terms of what he's done in the sport so far and outside of the ring, it's it's going to be intriguing. And yeah, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. I just think it's, even though it's going to be an easy fight for Fury, I think Tyson can probably end it in the first round if he wanted to, but I can see him carrying, getting value for money and carrying Nganu a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Similar to what the Chisora fight, you knew that they were friends in the Tyson Fury and Chisora that, Tyson could have stepped on and got Chisora out there earlier, but you can see as he was going forward, he was stepping out and letting Chisora come forward. So I think that's probably what maybe what Tyson would do in this fight and give us the value for money that we're, uh, that we're going to get. Look, let's have it right. Whilst this is a crossover fight, this isn't Misfits. This is a step up from uh, Misfits. It is built as battered of the baddest. Francis Ngannou, I'm not the biggest UFC fan, but I think and anyone who knows just a bit about sport knows about Francis Ngannou, his story. And, yeah, it's it's one of those fights that I, I will be watching, I will be intrigued by. But I think it's the stuff that happens around it. I think I'm more worried about not Tyson Fury losing. I'm more worried about him maybe getting a cut, maybe him getting a little niggle, because all roads lead to the Usyk fight. And how this fight plays out, how his body holds up, decides when it is. So I think that that that's that's the selling point in itself for me. Um, yeah. As you say, Tyson probably could end it in a round, but I I I think he'll keep it going to potentially between four and six. Yeah, and for, it'd be interesting to see what Francis Ngannou brings because Francis Ngannou's left the UFC. I know he's signed with the PFL, so he he hasn't left uh, MMA altogether. But I think he will have an appetite for boxing and. Whilst he may not be at the level of Tyson Fury, I think he he might want to give it a go. Um, so uh, yeah, it's going to be a big big spectacle. But taking away from that, when you just take away that fight, it's a great card. Yeah, yeah. More, 
Wardley Adelaide. Wardley Adelaide is just an unbelievable fight, an unbelievable domestic fight. It's for the British title now, right? Mm -hmm. So people can have their own opinions of that, whether that's right or wrong. Uh, but British title, no British title. Fantastic fight. It's, it's a heavyweight extravaganza. You've got your mate Martin Bacoli on it. You've got Joseph Parker. You've got uh, Mukhmadov, who I'm really excited to, to see about, actually, because we've heard a lot about Mukhmadov, and I haven't watched too much of him. So, yeah, and I know he's high up in the rankings. So I can't wait for this card. And just with a little a little showpiece at the end. Yeah, well, that's it. You're talking about the heavyweight. You've got Bacoli against Takam. Um, yeah. You've got two African warriors in their own right. Great fight. I think that'll be a great fight. The way Bacoli approaches the game, he's he's just one of them ones that just seems relaxed when he's throwing Takam. You're not going to look for Takam. He's going to keep coming forward. You've got Parker versus Keane. You've got Wardley Adelaide. There's a lot of his beef there, a lot of animosity between them two. And when two heavyweights hate each other, expect a knockout. No, I mean, oh, expect a knockout, expect a knockout. And you've got a guy that I'm really, really, really a fan of is Moses Atuma. Um, oh, I really yeah. like that young man. I Love really, really like him. Um, and you mentioned Mahmoudov as well. It's, again, the heavyweight division, we just need to get these heavyweights fighting each other, especially the guys at the top. We need we need uh, Joshua Wilder. We need Usyk Fury. I know it's been signed, but it's all well and good saying it's been signed. But for me, you've been you've probably not been in the game as long as me, Joe, but you know, you've been in long enough to know until these fighters, maybe even at the weigh-in and they're weighed in, after that weigh-in and after the face-off at the weigh-in, that's when you know you've got a fight. Because there can't be any injuries after that because you're not doing any training. You're going back, refueling, chilling out till fight night. So until that weigh-in, until Fury and Usyk are weighed in, face-to-face, -face, that's when I'm going to be happy. But... um. I do want to touch on something you said there about Tyson Fury getting a cut because all roads lead to Usyk, but Usyk made them comments about needing a 14-week camp and he's still keeling a little bit from the Dubois fight. He's got little niggly injuries, so I don't think that December 23rd is likely for Fury Usyk. It's nine weeks. Well, it was nine weeks yesterday it was. Um, it'll be eight weeks for when Tyson Fury and Ngannou meet, so it'll be eight weeks to the 23rd of December. I don't think that's long enough for Tyson Fury. Um, do you know what I mean? To prepare for a southpaw. Do you know what I mean? I, I would say that. I, I, I would. I would tend to agree. But from what I'm hearing, I think they just want to do that day. For what I've like, we, we, we will see, and it's hard to say. But I, I think I think they're going to go with that date. I, I I actually do. I'm going to put my neck on the line and say that I think they will go with that date. I think I saw an interview. I don't know whether it was you or somebody else with Eddie this week. So, and Eddie said it was like a kind of a mistranslation, the Usyk 14 weeks, where he <laughs> yeah, said yeah. in an ideal world or something like that. But yeah. look, money talks. And if the Saudis are paying for it for the 23rd of December, I'm sure they'll have to oblige. Listen, every fighter goes into, uh, goes into a fight or, or throughout camp has niggling injuries, whether it be yeah. a little sore, sore hands, sore knees, sore shoulders. Every fighter's got niggling injuries. And I'm, like you said, if somebody's paying me and you, Joe, right, we're just small fry. If somebody says to you, Joe, I'll pay you a million quid to fight Salt Pappy, are you going to say <laughs> no? No, mate. I'm, I'm, no. Saying, I'm saying where's that dotted line? Where's that pen? Let me sign it. Uh, exactly. Yes. I mean, it's money talks and the Saudis can do a lot of talking. They can do a lot, a lot of talking with the amount of money that they can, they can, they can put up front. So yeah, like you say, the December 23rd seems to be the date. 
and it's only eight weeks, and that'll be a quick turnaround. I think it's 12 ounce gloves as well for the Fury and Ganu, is it not? I'm not sure, mate. I'm not sure. Bigger gloves for these heavyweights as well. So, uh, yeah, money talks. December 23rd, you've put your neck on the line, so we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. Providing there's no injuries, of course, obviously. Providing no cuts. Um, hopefully, Tyson doesn't really cut apart from the Wallen fight, right? I don't think I've ever seen Tyson cut apart but that fight. Yeah, obviously, the Otto Wallen one was really bad. Yeah. Um, maybe a couple back in the day, but no, none none of recent, nope. Yeah. Well, that I think that's probably wrapped up now. Joe, I think next week we'll be talking about the aftermath of Fury in Ghanu. Um, I want to get ask you for a quick prediction, though. What's going to happen? How do you see it? I think uh, Fury round four. There you go. Fury round four. What about you? Uh, I'll just be awkward and say Fury round five. There you go. There I you think go. you'll carry him a little bit longer. I think for the value for money thing, I think, because it is, yeah, I think for the value for money, I think Tyson can probably get him out there if he wanted to in, in rounds one and two, but I think you'll carry him into the later rounds and enjoy himself a little bit. Uh, and definitely the mid-rounds. Those mid-rounds is when he'll, he'll step up the gas and get him out there. And hopefully, like you say, injury-free. And we can get this Usyk fight. Because I tell you what, that when we get this Fury-Usyk fight on, this podcast will break all our records that we've got in terms of views, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything <laughs> will break records because it is the biggest fight in boxing, mate. Exactly that. Right, I'm going to watch a football game now, Joe. So I do appreciate your time as always. Sunday... Is it the women? Are you watching the women? No. I thought you said with Rangers. Eh? I thought I think you said with Rangers women today, I think, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I'm watching the the Celtic game though. It's not Celtic Rangers. Oh I, I, I saw Celtic Rangers pop up and I've clicked on it. I think yeah, I think I think the women have got a game today. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's hearts hearts versus Celtic today. So big I'm, game, big game. Big game, yeah, yeah. If, if you know your if you know the history between these two sort of like I better not talk about it <laughs> not on this podcast anyway. anyway. <laughs> well, West Ham have got Villa later anyway, so we both got the football to watch, mate. Yeah, excellent. Listen, good luck to West Ham, mate, and uh, I'll catch you next week, brother. Yeah, catch you next week, and uh, make sure everyone keep watching Talk Smart with Pew and McCart. You know where to watch it by now, every Sunday, and we'll see you next week. Cheers, Joe. Thank you, mate. Cheers, mate. Podcast Network.